0: Hello, and welcome to the Exist Theatre Podcast, coming to you directly from my living room. Yes, after a whirlwind week, I'm back home in England. I'm still covered in blood from last night's show, and I'm absolutely exhausted, but I really want to bring you this podcast today, so I'm not going to bed yet, and I'm not having a shower yet. Luckily, no one's home, so no one has to deal with that. But... I have an interview for you that you're really going to want to listen to. Now, before we left, we got the opportunity to speak to Brian Merriman, the man who founded the whole festival and is still at the helm today. Now this interview took place at Outhouse, like our others, but unfortunately there was a performance going on in the space we usually podcast in, so we had to do it in the cafe. So I do apologise that there is a bit of noise in the background and it does get quite noisy at times. But please stick with it because it's a really fascinating interview. So yeah, that's enough from me. Let's get right to the interview. Here's the man that founded the whole festival, Brian Merriman. So, we're here in Outhouse on Chapel Street, and we're joined by. Capel Street. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I've been saying that There's wrong. There's no the H whole, in sh- The whole you, podcast. You've been getting churches on the rain. <laughs> it's Capel. Oh, dear. That's uh, a bad that's start. A, that's bad. <laughs> so, we're here on Capel Street, and we're joined <laughs> by writer, director, and the man behind all of it, and the man with all the spellings and pronunciations of all the places in Dublin. <laughs> It's Brian Merriman, thank you for joining us. What, what a
1: great pleasure it is, and you know your podcasts have added so much to this year's festival, but if you don't do a new play next year, maybe you'll come back into the podcast again.
0: Oh, it's we may great. well do. It's, yeah. it's, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it's been such a pleasure to talk to all the other cast, yeah. and you yourself. So how has this year been for you so far? We've done our side of things, but what's it like behind the scenes?
1: Well, I if, if uh, this was a visual presentation, they would see the bags under my eyes, So, uh, <laughs> uh, but thankfully it's not. Um, actually, we're having a really good year. Uh, you know, we've had a very tough year, t- tough run. We had a, a huge economic crash here, and that almost killed us. And we were one of the very few festivals to survive because we're not-for-profit and voluntary. And then two years ago, we had the Marriage Equality Referendum. Five days after the festival, and everybody was fundraising and out canvassing for the Marriage Equality Referendum. And everybody was going, isn't it great? We were losing our shirts because nobody was going <laughs> to the theatre. Um, I would have to say, I... So far, without, without jinxing it, but um, it's the best first week since 2010. Wow. Isn't that fantastic? That is amazing. When you're doing something for 14 years, people always say, you know, you know, we've been growing like by 2 and 3%, but my God, the box office is melting at the moment. Yeah. Um, so it's great news. I mean, I'm really pleased. Very good programme, very diverse programme. Uh, I think it's relevant. And uh, obviously, we're finally getting back out to them again. It's great, you know, so I'm quite pleased. Ask me again on the last night when we probably had either scorching sh- sunshine so nobody will turn up at all, or torrential rain so nobody will be able to get to the venues. Aww. You know, so but, but it's so far what a great first week. Genuinely like yeah. That's not just yeah. a P.R.O. spin. spin. Um, you know, I'm for the first time in living memory I can't read every single booking. There's too many, too many. Yeah. Isn't that wonderful? That's great. So, you know, Beautiful I just read the figures. <laughs> <laughs> and I
0: think we can, ask performance the energy this year has just been phenomenal. Everybody is yeah. extremely energised. It is a really
1: good community. It's it is, and we had um, like our, our, our spike in the two-week festival, and um, I think it's kind of getting people's head that it's not the same place for two weeks. We have two different programmes. The spike is always the middle Saturday. Mm-hmm. We spiked yesterday, which is just unheard of to spike yeah. midweek. You know, I can remember two years ago, on by this time in the, in the thing, we were 48% behind. You know, at the moment we're 20% ahead of the record. So you know. Fingers crossed. I think it's down to you lot. I think it's down to the way you've approached your work I mean it's not just about the high quality acting and writing etc you've also got to connect with your audience and some of you have been really really good the fact that you have worn no underwear I think around the streets is that what Dan I heard is your marketing thing? oh yeah oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, something like that <laughs> 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 no the uh, uh, Dan's poster has a uh, kind of bloodstained underwear on it and that's been getting quite a bit of attention um, but, me um, up and up like Stephen has been going around with a placard up on yeah, the we street
0: love that you're used
1: to be seeing like um, 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 anti-abortion Placards, of my college, and here's this Mormon missionary yes. say come to a gay play. But he's
0: filling, you know. So yeah. it's, it's lovely that the people of
1: Dublin are open to that. Yeah. You know, it's
0: great. So it's been 14 years. Mm. Can you give yeah. us an idea of how it started and how far it's come in that time? It,
1: it started, there was a, I suppose, a, just a gathering of, 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 of time. I was supposed to do Sweeney Todd. I was supposed to direct that. I've always been involved in musical theatre. I've done a bit in England too, actually. I've been directed in York and in throughout Wales and as far down as Basingstoke in my earlier years. Um, but I was supposed to do that and it didn't come through. And I had done a master's degree in equality studies to see how discrimination is constructed and all that kind of stuff. I knew because I lived it, but I was always good to study it. Um, and I'd gone to a Pride exhibition in um, the Front Lounge. And it was 10 years after decriminalisation, because we didn't decriminalise until 1993. We were the last country yeah. in Europe to do so. Uh, boy, have we caught up. Uh, <laughs> but um, I went into this photographic exhibition, and I remember just putting my head in my hands, and uh, one of the guys said, oh, what's wrong now? Which is a terrible reputation I must have. <laughs> and I said, look at the pictures. I said, we're 10 years in, and everyone is still wearing a mask. And, you know, we're never going to get to the next stage until we tell our stories. And I didn't want to tell the stories to the people who knew them, which is the LGBT community. I want you to mainstream this festival. And like, you know, there's many people saying to me, if I took the word gay out of it and just say, put wild or something in it, more people would come. That's not the point. The point is to assert our own identity and the right to that. Um, And it was very, you know, we were being still blamed for an awful lot of things in society. And I said, well, look, if we do bad things, let's take it on the chin. But we're entitled to credit for the things we do well. And one of the things we do well is theatre. And uh, I wanted to, to, to do that. Now, may I say, the cost to me is my, my professional career has just stopped. And for 14 years, I've been consumed by trying to get this, this up and running. And the first two years, um, you know, it was... And I, I said go on the 31st of January 2004. And by the 1st of May, I had 11 plays. Yeah. which is really quite good. And then I had one friend of mine, an Irish friend of mine in London, and I said, come over. You see, and that makes it the international dubbing. Yeah, yeah. Up, absolutely. And the second year he came, and another group of think from England applied. And then on year three, I decided to jump off a cliff, and I turned it 66% international.
0: Amazing. And
1: we sold it. Because Ireland is still very much a place of, who do we know in that? Yeah. You know what I mean? So. But to sell it, and to continue to sell it. And what's lovely this year is, new Irish companies are coming into us. From our 18-year-old and 19-year-old writers, the two girls over in, in the Pierce Centre with both sides now and wasting paper, but right through to, you know, two new companies trying out with a peculiar arrangement and an unexpected party. And I'm really pleased to be able to facilitate that. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, but wow, you know, some of our, our international friends who I know scrimp and save and, star- and well, they don't starve. I'll not with this year. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's great to see things that don't need a translation. Look at Naked yeah. Soldier, which is yeah, on with absolutely. you. There's an Austrian kind of German story, and there's no need for translation. No. Even the Mormon story. Yeah. I know what a stake is. That's a parish, as we call it in Ireland. But other than that, you know, the experience. I've always said we're not a race because straight people have gay kids and gay people have straight kids, and so that's not a race. But we are a culture. Yeah. We are definitely a common culture, and the fact that Dublin is, I believe, the theatrical centre of that culture is hilarious. I'm considering the grief I've lived through all my life in, in this place until we got to the fact of that 62% of our people, yeah. you know, voted yes uh, two years ago. Uh, nearly crippling the festival, but yes. they freed
0: the people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. so, you know, it swings around that. Yeah, It swings around that. I'll always pay bets, like a guarantee you that. So we've just finished the first week of the festival, so it's probably a good, a good time to give people a bit of a roundup of what's going to be going on next week.
1: Well, it's always sad, you know, uh, because we say goodbye to everybody yeah. uh, on the first weekend, and yeah, it's really, really weird that you forget all about us. No, we never did. excuse me. I remember. I remember you wore underwear the last time you uh, were on the I, stage, and I in just Arlington can't now. stop. <laughs> and you played a guitar. You see, I don't forget, I forget these things. Um, uh, you were mad enough in those days, weren't you? Yeah. But um, next week, then, we have some really good plays uh, coming in. More, It's more tipped t- t- towards, um, uh, I suppose, the international groups next, next week. I think the Irish are going to get everybody out on the street this week, and, uh, and we unashamedly plug away there's some really interesting stuff um quite a contemporary program this year um which means a low costume budgets um (laughs) so uh, we have a very good gripping drama coming to us from the states called lines in the sand and this is where a young lad is being bullied and this strange man turns up and kind of rescues him but then they go away together and the intertwining and unpacking of that relationship is a really good drama yeah um and so it's like it, it's not, we've got we've moved way beyond the coming out plays way beyond i don't particularly like them and it's great to see real characters playing ro- you know other roles that happen to be gay yes um, and yeah. this is a very very really good i'm looking forward to seeing that on stage we've got two kind of sexy plays rob ward who um uh, has, uh, about gay people in, in sport this time he's taken on a gay traveller boxer in Gypsy Queen um, and his posters are getting a lot of notice <laughs> um, uh, Patrick Cash and Peter Darney are coming over with queers which looks like to be once again another another contemporary piece we have a suicide play from ireland where where a man is kind of married to his wife but she doesn't know that he's gay and they're it's set in the car as they're about to turn the engine on oh, wow. and i think that's a huge issue amongst gay people still and you know i get kind of uh, people are a bit cross at me when we have a very high rate an unacceptable high rate of suicide still and when that happens i know the person i say it and i say it publicly and people get very offended by that. But if you keep something a secret, you'll never solve it. And you must say it, you know, because if we are living in a community and a society where people see no future, we have got to turn the lights on. We really have got to turn the lights on. Um, We have a fantastic play that I I got in Edinburgh. um, A Canadian woman doing um, uh, uh, an East End accent uh, called The Elephant Girls. Um, And that's about the true life story of the only lesbian gang prior to uh, the Cray Twins taking over the and the, the, the it the lasted for a hundred years, years. Yeah. and I'm, I've seen her I think she's I think she's done a bit of a tour in Britain at the moment uh, very strong piece and I love actually I love unpacking gay history because those people couldn't tell their stories at the time so you'll always find a little bit of history in yeah. one of my programs so, I mean it's a, in a contemporary telling but um, yeah. you know that's really good so, uh, so awesome. I would really like to see more women we, we have been, been pioneering women writing. In the first two or three years we couldn't get a woman writer and we couldn't get a woman producer. and the whole So what I did was I got uh, some women director friends of mine together and I produced it. I was actually the ghost producer. <laughs> so I would cast it and I would produce it and I would write to and people to ask them could we use their catalogue and to be fair to the established women writers, uh, they were super and they thought we were great to do it Emma Donoghue, Oscar nominee, Emma Donoghue gave me her entire catalogue to use, free wow. Carolyn Gage, the um, lesbian feminist writer in America, did the same thing so in the first three years I actually had to produce the plays and then suddenly young women began to emerge with their stories And there's, you know, as I said this this year, and I don't care how young you are when you submit, and you're living proof of that, um, you know, I, I will judge you on your merits. I will also try and give you an opportunity. And I'm quite happy if the festival is a stepping stone to something else. I don't need you to win a Tony but I do want you to remember me when you do. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I will never forget. <laughs> there you go, it's yes. M-E-R-I-M-A-N as well, okay, for the ticket. <laughs> but, you know, I think that's what a is about, particularly one that's as poorly resourced as we are. That You know, the most important thing, how does a, any writer get from, from page to stage? Well, my part of the deal is, is if you can put it on the page, I'll put it on the stage, and I'll help you. I mean, I have I've done a lot of mentoring in relation to uh, playwriting and stuff. I won't write your play for you, but I will certainly help that. So that uh, you could, yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> I've written I have written few, yeah. and uh, but I try and like I do read every submission, and of course sometimes a good play is badly done, sometimes a um, fairly good play is brilliantly done. That's the surprise of any festival, yeah, uh, etc. But I think it's really important. That if we are to assert our citizenship in um, society, that we must tell our stories, but don't scrub them up. There are a lot of nasty people in the LGBT community and a lot of wonderful people in the LGBT community. And I'm not doing any kind of uh, carbolic-soaked version of gay culture. It's the lot. You yeah. know, you see some very... I mean, we had what, uh, the, the Chemsex play last year, Five Guys Chilling, which is just vile. In, in The people in it was, were terrible. It brilliantly done. And I'm not going to scrub that up to make us look better in front of a straight audience. And happily, you know, half the audience is straight. I think. And I I think think most of them are still straight by the time they come through the festival. (laughs) A lot of of straight actors this year. Yeah.
0: Yes, We've always had them.
1: But a novel, it's now. I mean, I did the Irish premiere. What a musical called La Le- Cage Fall, I Am What I Am. Mm, love that song. I, I did that the year we were decriminalised. You see, I was a radical. So we were decriminalised in June 1993, and by the end of August, I put up the first biggest gay musical in this city. Amazing. The difficulty I had was that I, we were on the floor rehearsing all the other roles. We could not get a lead. Seven gay actors turned it down. They could not and would not. It's a gift for old Zaza in La Cage Fall. Gift for old. Nobody would do it. Well, they were wiser than me, because the other guy playing George was also a director. And he eventually came and he says, unless you play it, this ain't going on. We were six weeks in and we would no lead. And I had to play it. And I thought it was going to be awful. I thought I was going to be awful. and I didn't want to do it. And I struggled with doing it at all. But I played it. And I ended up getting very big accolades, etc. for the role. And I never got cast again.
0: Yeah.
1: I won Best Actor that year and I never got cast wow. again in 1993 Ireland, I'd fronted a musical in the Olympia Theatre, I got a standing ovation at the interval, I got a standing ovation at the end, I got huge things and never got a part offered to me again and that was the cost of playing gay. Now you see all the straight actors and they're queuing up to straight yeah, yeah, gay. They are, yeah. They're just queuing up. Yeah. There's a story in the press that Adam Adam Emmerdale has actually asked could he have an affair with Aaron because you'd get a better storyline yeah. You know, it's, it's,
0: and it's what people want to
1: yeah. see now yeah. and wonderful. it's not about the, not, not the snogging it's just about I suppose the depth layers and the exposure of the character the layers that have to be peeled off mm. the honesty of the struggle or whatever it is about, and they're really good roles yeah. but 1993 I did it oh. kiss of death you know kiss of that. it was amazing you yeah. know those seven actors were wiser than me you know but
0: we're, we're here today and, yeah, and, it's yeah. and a lot. everyone's playing yeah, so. exactly. games <laughs> so it's been brilliant to talk to you um you must be really proud of what you've built here and from on behalf of all the companies we'd like to thank you for the opportunities you've given us to perform here uh not only this year but before when you took a chance on us specifically, when we were just a baby, baby company. Baby babies, um, yeah. I remember you. <laughs> but yes, yeah, it's, it's just, now. you must be so proud to have built something that is so important to the gay community yeah, and so many people. We'll, yeah. we'll hopefully just go from strength to strength. I hope we will and thank you very much for that. I'm never proud of a festival until about six
1: months later one night sitting by the fire with a glass of red and then I begin to think I can go, you know, that was pretty good. Uh, but it's too much work in the meantime. And like everybody doing something in their own town, you know, there are people who could cooperate with us and and they don't. Yeah. And it's not because they're straight, let me like tell you, you know, and but that's the constant struggle on the turf. What is great is that when you arrive at village, you don't see that. You don't need to see that. Um, and we are grown and you know, after fourteen years there was a reviewer did that usual thing do we need a gay theater festival well, yeah. I don't need this permission um but be you know ask the people who come yeah.
0: and who are coming in more yeah. numbers
1: every single year we have a tourist over from sydney he's spending 11 days here we have a father and a daughter who come every year from germany We have people coming from boston people come all over the world young a t- teenager came in from france the other day for three days you know i mean that's just fantastic yeah. that people are seeing it and you know wherever you are listening to this Come next year. It always opens the first Monday in May for two weeks, and do come because I think if we can get more tourists in, I think that will absolutely um, solidify it as a, as a as a as an event that can survive. Yeah. Lovely, thank yeah. you yeah. for thank talking you so to much us. For us. A great Thanks.
0: So that rounds up this short series of podcasts coming to you from the International Dublin Gay Theatre Festival. We really hope you've enjoyed joining us on our journey through the week. And remember that if you are in Dublin next week and you want to see the whole new programme of shows on, you can get tickets and find out what's on at www.gaytheatre.ie. I thoroughly recommend it and I'm very jealous I'm not there myself. You can follow our work at www.exist-theatre.co.uk and on Twitter at Exist Theatre. So thank you very much for listening and we hope to hear from you soon. Bye.